Hello, hello, and welcome to Therapy, a podcast created with the intention of helping you and me evolve into even more beautiful versions of ourselves. The act and pursuit of learning more about myself, others, and the world so we can all live a more harmonious life is always the priority of this show. If learning is a priority for you too, I cannot recommend you join me on this journey enough. You ready? Let's go. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Therapy. Hello. Um, it has been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, I know I've said this before. I got a little bit off track. I really don't have um, like a main reason. I don't have anybody to blame but myself. Um, but yeah, I am going to try to get back on the horse. I think, fingers crossed, Friday is going to be our day. Um, to get my episodes out and I have some fun ones coming up. I have some episodes um, and episode that I recorded a while ago that I'm excited to release and I have an interview that um, I did that somebody interviewed me on a different podcast that I'm hoping to release on this. So I have some fun stuff in the works. Um, so yes, I hope you will stay tuned in and give me one more chance to be consistent with this podcast. Um, update. So I'm going to try to make everything really quick today because I have this crazy little dream of keeping my podcast to under 48 minutes. Why 48? I don't know. It feels good. It's not quite 50 minutes. Um, it's like a drive. Like if your drive's like 20 minutes, like it's a little more than that. I don't know. It would just be great because usually they're way too long. So anyway, um, intro, um, things that have been happening. I am moving. Yes, I'm finally getting out of, well, I don't need to say my apartment name, but I'm getting out of Clifton. So right now, if you know Cincinnati, I live in Clifton and it has been a wild ride. There have been highs and lows. Um, I have like, uh, I have like this pride about my apartment because I'm going to be honest, like the area and the building itself is pretty, is pretty rough. It's not great. Um, we're doing our best out here, but like my apartment, I love, I have a patio, like it's spacious. Um, and also like, I just, I think the location is so bad that I find it funny, but, but the time, the time has come. Some things have happened that are just like, very much like screaming, Sarah, you need to get out of here. So yes, I'm moving. I am moving to the um, Mount Lookout-ish area, Oakley area. Um, I guess I can just tell you my address is, no, just kidding. I'm not a moron, but I'm moving to that area and um, yeah, it's going to be nice. I'm excited about it. So that is happening this month. So that's going to be uh, pretty consuming in the next week and a half, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get out of here for a fresh start. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, this week I am playing in Lexington Philharmonic. We are playing Carmina Burana, uh, which I've never played before. Um, just, uh, you know, Da, 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 da. Hopefully that helped. Um, it goes like that. It's a full orchestra choir piece. There's also um, a kids choir, which I think is really cool. I don't know how many choir, I don't know how many pieces actually have like parts specifically for a kids choir. Um, that'd be fun to know. But yeah, so that's been really cool. 
driving to Lexington every night, I have to say, like, last night I was researching do long drives cause depression? Because I do feel like there's just something about driving like an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes both ways. So what is that? Three and a half hours round trip every day for like five days in a row that just like, I don't know, it's not the best, but I will not complain about things I want more of, even though I just did. Um, so yeah, all that to say, it's been like kind of a lot driving there every week um but last night we were at the dress rehearsal and I was just like yes like this is why I play music this is why we do the thing to create like beautiful magical moments like this one um so yeah it's been a little bit tiring but mostly really fun so that's this week lots of other orchestra stuff coming up um, next week and next month that I am pumped about. So yeah, those are some little updates for me. Um, recommendations, some things I would like to recommend to you. Um, I've got a couple books, couple books. Um, so I was reading The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Um, I really liked it. It's really good. I, I heard about it on another podcast. That being said, I stopped like in the middle-ish. Um, not because it wasn't great, but I just felt like at that particular point, it wasn't serving me as well as another book I could be reading could potentially be serving me. So I have put it on the back burner for now. I'll move it back up to the front of the burner, front burner at some point, don't you worry. Um, but it's really great. It's all about um, overcoming like hard things, the lessons that you um, learn through trials. I think the little description is like triumph within trial or something. Um, so yeah, it's just about like how figuring out how to do like difficult things ultimately is just teaching you and ultimately, I mean, the, the message is in the title, the obstacle is the way of figuring out how to do life, how to do the next thing. Um, and we love that message. I love that message. So yes, uh, definitely recommend that book. I think it's great for business owners, but I also just think it's great um, for anybody. Um, anybody in their life doing their thing, I think everybody can get something out of it. So yes, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. Um, the other book that I just started, it's actually the book that I, um, I stopped reading Ryan Holiday's book and switched to this one. And I'm really enjoying it. It's called The 16 Undeniable Laws of Communication by John Maxwell. Um, you've potentially heard me talk about John Maxwell before. I just think he is the man, the myth, the legend. He has written, oh my gosh, I don't know how many books, lots and lots of books. Um, actually his first, or the first personal development books, sorry, second personal development book that I read was his book and it really like got me jump started, kicked my gears into personal development and so I feel very passionately about this author, um, John Maxwell, he is an older guy. He's like, I don't know, 70 something. Um, but he's just so inspiring. Like he doesn't stop. He keeps doing the next book, the next thing. Um, and that's so cool for me to see. So, um, yeah, John Maxwell, this book is called the 16 undeniable laws of communication. I am really early into the book. I'm on page, I don't know, 66. Yeah. 66. Um, and it's all, and it's just already been so jam packed full of, um, little great nuggets for me. So I think you would love it too. Actually, the topic today is going to be centered around something that I read this morning that just 
really got my uh, wheels turning and made me um, that just kind of inspired the topic for today. So yes, so I'm looking forward to getting into that. Um, podcasts. Podcasts that I have listened to. I know it's been a while, so I had lots of new podcast directs that I wanted to recommend, but we are going to just stick to two today. Um, last night, actually, on my long, depressing drive home, um, I listened to Ed Milet's The Revolutionary Secrets to Living Longer and Building Muscle with Gabrielle Lyon, and this was so interesting. There was so much about building muscle and nutrition <clears throat> and protein that I had not thought about before and the way that it was framed and she really, I love the, the, the lady that was interviewed because she was just so unapologetic about the importance of consuming protein and so clear in the way that she, um, that she described like why it's so important, the, the benefits like, and she's a doctor and she has seen like so many patients die because of, um, protein deficiencies within their body and, I just really um, loved that perspective from her, and I loved hearing about it, and I love Ed Milet. He just always fires me up, and there was also a lot in there. Um, it was actually mostly about nutrition, but it's also about going to the gym, how much you should go to be effective, um, what the things are that are most important, and I really learned a lot from this episode. I had a lot of takeaways, and I think... Um, you don't even have to be like a gym rat to be interested in it. I just think if you want to learn some stuff about um, nutrition and that sort of thing, that this would be just a wonderful one for you. Um, okay, the other one is the Skinny Confidential. I am back on my Skinny Confidential listening. I go in like, I don't know if you're like this with podcasts, but I just go in like splurges where I like kind of binge one and I just get really invested and then I get sick of it. Um, and that happens to me with the Skinny Confidential. It'll be like my main shebang. I'm like, it's all I consume. And then at one point I'm just like, I can't listen to them anymore. But for now, I am, I am back to it. So the Skinny Confidential, um, this one is Sunil Gupta on essential practices for success and joy, how to discover your passion, and personal fulfillment. And this is just an incredible one for anybody. It's exactly what the title promises. Um, it's just about being happier, about how the importance of finding your passion and pursuing it keeps you grounded and keeps you happier, um, and about what fulfillment really means and really looks like. And um, I got a lot of just great um, tangible takeaways from this and other stuff that I can just kind of ruminate over. Um, things, things you know, probably things you've heard, but things you forget that are super easy to forget. So um, yeah, I highly recommend that one as well. Um, okay, so we are just gonna go right the freak into the topic. It has only been 10 minutes, woo! I'm improving. I am improving with my timing. Okay, anyways, so as promised, John C. Maxwell. Um, so his book, The 16 Undeniable Laws of Communication. It's in, I love his the way his books are written because they're in, um, they just, it'll have like a different basically law 
um, in each chapter. So the one I read this morning is called The Law of Conviction. And it's basically in a nutshell about how the stronger your beliefs or convictions are, the more confidence you have in your execution of them the more likely you are to consistently execute them and to um, and to live your life in a way where you are displaying those things that you believe in, the convictions that you have. Um, just on a really small scale, just to give you a, like an everyday life example, um, if you believe that you need eight hours rest in order to live your best life the next day, you are really going to prioritize it. If it's a conviction, if it's something that you know is so important, you're gonna sacrifice some things. You're gonna turn off the TV, you're gonna go to bed a little bit early, you're gonna do what you need to do in order to make sure you get that eight hours of rest. But if it's not that strong of a conviction, if you kinda think like, eh, I'm good with six, I'm good with seven, like, and I don't really need to live my best life the next day, like, it's fine, then you're not gonna prioritize getting eight hours of sleep in the way that you would if it was a conviction, if it's something you're just really sure about. So that's kind of a silly little example maybe, but that is, you know, it's a basic life principle. The stronger you believe in something, the more convicted you are about a belief, the more you are going to manifest and live that out in your day-to-day -day life. Um, so a little excerpt that I wanted to read from his book that I think is really good to just start kind of thinking about what your convictions are. Um, he talks about how, like, basically there's a couple different uh, things you can do to start thinking about what your convictions are. So one is, what do you feel? What do you know? What do you think? What will you do? And I really love what he says in the section about what do you feel? He says, what feelings speak to you? What touches your heart so deeply that it makes you cry? What gives you such joy that it makes your heart sing? What makes you so angry that you want to do something about it? What gives you hope to make a difference? Tap into your feelings to gain insight into your personal convictions. Um, so this was really, this subject has been really like helpful for me. Um, I've been in, I guess, a little bit of a slump, like, the last, I don't know, couple weeks, um, month even. I've just felt, I've, you know, it hasn't been terrible. I've, like, it's fine. Like, everything is fine. There's always, like, wonderful things happening. But I've just felt a little bit unaligned. Um, and I know that when, when I'm feeling unaligned, when I'm in a bad headspace for prolonged periods of time... I know deep down that it is because I am not prioritizing the things that I should be. I'm not putting out the things that I know are like meaningful and the messages that I feel that I need to get out. Um, this might sound like cheesy or whatnot, but like the podcast, as small as it is and as much as it might seem just like a small project, like it's really important to me because one of the, and we'll get to this, but like one of my core beliefs and the things that I just hold true to so much is that like everybody can make the world a better place. Everybody, everybody can be like happier and more fulfilled. And I feel like a deep obligation 
to get that message out and not only to get the message out, but to provide tangible pieces of advice and information that can help people to accomplish that and live that out. And I just feel that when I'm out of the habit of doing that for a prolonged period of time, I'm not my best self. I'm not showing up in the ways that I want to because I'm not putting out the information and like doing the things that I feel deep down are like why I am on this earth. Like um, that might sound a little bit dramatic, but I just when when I get like out of the habit of doing those things that I really feel are important, that are my convictions, I just feel unaligned. And, and that can be different for everybody. Like, and there's obviously things that I do within that realm. Like for me, it's the podcast. Like when I put out podcasts that I feel are like beneficial and positive and giving out good messages, like I feel deep down like centered and happy because I'm contributing positively. When I am providing music that I feel is making like people's days better and making events better and making just the world a better place. Again, I feel um, I feel like happy. I feel more centered and I want to show up as like the best version of myself as much time for as much percentage of the time as I can. So why wouldn't I try to stay in alignment and like do the things that I know I should be doing as much as as consistently as I possibly can. So this what I read um, in these chapters this morning was just a really good like reset for me. Um, and something that I think I'm going to return to frequently, this idea of figuring out like what you are committed to. And, and I love what he, when he says, what makes you so angry that you want to do something about it? And maybe this is like, maybe this is taking it a step really far, but like, to me, it's what are your causes worth dying for? Like, what do you care about so much? What message do you feel needs to be delivered to the world and to others so badly that to you it is a cause worth dying for? Like, what are your convictions? What do you care so much about that, like, if you're not contributing and putting that message out, it bothers you? Because to me, like, there are things, like I just talked about, when I'm not getting certain messages out, like, it bothers me. I feel it feels wrong. I feel unalignment. And I think that these things are different for everybody. Like not everybody has is going to have the same convictions. Not everybody is going to feel passionately about same things, but like there should be things for everybody that you feel passionately about and you feel strongly about. And I just encourage you to to sit down and figure out like what some of those things are and Honestly, in this episode, I'm just going to be sharing with you some things that I consider to be convictions and really important to me. And, you know, you might get something out of it. You might not. I hope you do. But more than anything, I want you to get out of it that it's important for you to do this for yourself. It's important for you to sit down and figure out what you are convicted about, what you feel really strongly about and they don't have to look like mine. I read John Maxwell's this morning and they were beautiful and they resonated with me. And did I steal one or two? You betcha. 
but they're not mine. They're not the things that I feel so passionately about. And if we all felt so passionately about the same things, then none of us would be unique. So again, this podcast episode is really meant to encourage you to do some reflecting and thinking for yourself. But yes, that being said, I'm just going to tell you some things that I wrote down that are convictions for me, and I'll talk about them a little bit just so you um, can understand a little bit further. But so my first one that I wrote down, I just literally took out a blank piece of paper, wrote down my personal convictions and wrote down whatever popped into my head. (laughs) And the first thing I wrote down was everybody deserves to be happy. I really believe this. I believe that we were created to be happy. I believe that we were created to live amazing lives. I believe that we were created to be fulfilled and to to love to love living. I, you know, I believe that everybody goes through hard seasons and hard times, but like at the end of the day, like we were created to be happy and to thrive and the way that i think about this a lot is like you know and i just want to say like i was raised christian and i still i i believe in god i of course like some of the things i was raised to believe like you know i might have my own opinions on now but i i believe in a creator i believe um in a god and i also believe in just like the beauty of the universe and the truth that is all around us but I believe that like God created us in his image and I also believe that like God can be seen in so many things that are like perfect and beautiful. The first thing that comes to mind is nature. Like I I love spending time in nature and I think all of us are like instinctively somehow drawn to nature a little bit just because of the beauty and like the perfection that you see in it. And I believe that we were created by the same creator that made that nature, that made those beautiful things to just run like so peacefully and so harmoniously. Like, like nature, it's not, this is, I mean, I'm just telling you things you already know, but it's not run by technology. It's run by the creator of the universe and it, it flows together perfectly. And I believe that like the same thing that created that created me and created you. And so we were also designed and created to like be vibrant and beautiful and happy and live like amazing lives that look that are shining lights and I just really believe in like getting that message out there and to me that looks like challenging myself because I believe that I am happiest when I'm improving and I I believe that you're happiest when you're improving and to me it looks like uplifting others because I believe that when we you know see the beauty in others it helps them see the beauty in themselves and in the world around us I be- I believe in persistently seeking my purpose and helping other people seek their purpose because I believe that when we are aligned with our purpose we are truly happy and So that's kind of how that like manifests itself in my day-to-day life. But that's just something that I, that to me is like, like getting that message out to people is really important because I just, I, I've talked about it in other podcasts. I don't need to go on a rant, but I believe that negativity is so 
at like just like everywhere like just like when you go into nature like beauty and abundance is everywhere I believe in a lot of places negativity and like sadness is everywhere and I just it makes me angry like I like I said in the books what makes you so angry that you want to do something about it the to me it's the fact that like there's so much negative negativity around some people that they believe that they weren't meant to be happy that makes me mad that makes me want to do something about it so um yeah so that is my first one though um everybody deserves to be happy the second thing that I wrote down was and this is I guess maybe kind of the same thing a little bit but I wrote down everybody has the ability to make the world a better place that is like such a strong conviction for me and I think part of it is because there's been times in my life when like I didn't believe that I had any sort of ability to make the world a better place and I can look back and see like how wrong I was. Like there were times when I was just kind of like living my life not thinking about like you know is my negativity affecting others? Yes your negativity is affecting others. Like your lack of desire to improve yourself and the world around you and and try to try to live a happier life like yes that is affecting others and i i take that really seriously when i'm like maybe negatively impacting people and so for me this one is just really important everybody has the ability to make the world a better place i think that like it looks different for everybody i think that some people making the world a better place is maybe watering their neighbors flowers and so that their neighbors have like a more beautiful view to look at in the morning but then maybe for other people it's running for office or having some large-scale campaign like it's going to look different for everybody obviously trying to make the world a better place but there's things that all of us can do and when all of us get that inertia towards like a common goal I think that's when we create change and we create positive impact and more beauty um so that's the second one for me is everybody has the ability to make the world a better place um <laughs> okay I'm just gonna read my third one sometimes I like say things in the moment like sometimes I'm so geared up about something in the moment that I write something down and then like I look back at it later and I'm like Sarah why were you trying to be an intellectual like relax but whatever I wrote it so I'm just gonna read it because in that moment it resonated with me and I think there's still some truth okay so I wrote the world <laughs> the world will not know peace until we can all be our authentic selves and it is my job to set that example every day okay i don't i don't know i'm not sure what world peace looks like i i don't have the answers but i know that peace in my life looks like me being my authentic self and me being able to be true and confident in my abilities and who I am and I think that like the more we all work toward being our authentic self and towards like working on our own unique purpose and abilities I think that's when we create more peace and harmony in the world and the second part of this is the thing that I really take seriously which is it is my job to set that example every day um 
there's times when I'm when I'm like down and I just I don't feel like showing up I don't feel like being the best version of myself I don't feel like putting energy into like these things but I remind myself that like it's my duty to try to set that example for others because like some people it's it's harder for them to do that than it is for me and so that's a duty and an obligation that I feel that is really important. Um, so yeah, the world will not know peace. Sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. The world will not know peace until we can all be our authentic selves and it is my job to set that example every day. Okay, so the next thing I wrote down, again, don't like judge these too harshly because at the end of the day, I was just a girl on her couch having her mushroom coffee that decided I'm gonna try and write down some convictions. I did not mull over these. If I were to take a whole day and try to like figure out my convictions, like they would be more fine tuned. I'm just, I'm just giving you like the real raw unfiltered Sarah, like what I jotted down in my little journal this morning. So, um, so yes, give me a break. You know, you're, I'm whatever. Just here's the next one entrepreneurship is a state of mind so this one i really i read a, i started reading a book recently and it was all about entrepreneurship and it was another one that i also didn't finish because it was just like long and wordy and i was like i can't do this anymore but um it was about like the concept of entrepreneurship and how that word is kind of thrown around a lot, I think. Like everybody these days is an entrepreneur. Like you go to somebody's Instagram bio and including me, you see like entrepreneur. Actually, I don't have entrepreneur in my bio. I need to add it, LOL. Um, but like you see it in everybody's bio, like entrepreneur this, like I became an entrepreneur and it can be a little annoying, but to me like an entrepreneur is different than being like a business owner. Owner. Like a business owner, you have a business. You, you know, it's it doesn't really imply a lot of like philosophical goals. Like it doesn't inherently have a lot to it other than like you own a business, you run a business. But entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, the definition is actually the purpose of creating, managing, and scaling a business by taking calculated risks and being innovative. And so little of that description to me is actually about the business at all. Like the description is about the state of mind that you are in when you are trying to create and improve something, which is taking calculated risks, being innovative, figuring out how do I how do I do this thing? How do I find a way to make this better? How how do I be creative and figure this out? And to me like that's what entrepreneurship is to me. It's trying to, it's being solution oriented. It's having this just, um, this desire, this passionate desire to optimize and to make things better. And to me, like you don't have to have a business to have an entrepreneur's state of mind because I think an entrepreneur's state of mind is just constantly trying to like level up and make things better and find a way. And that's something that I really love about um, having, you know, had a business or having a business currently. Um, I was actually interviewed recently 
Oh my gosh. I just sounded like such a, like I get interviewed all the time. It was literally the first time that I've been interviewed. To be clear, this is not, I'm not cool. Um, but yeah, so I was interviewed recently. Anyway, and um, one question that I was asked that I just loved was what has surprised you about being an entrepreneur? And I, I gave an answer, and again, hopefully I can share this podcast so you can hear a little bit more of um, how it played out. But after, like, reflecting on that question a little bit more, like, post-interview, another thing that I've learned is, like, how having a business has just made me a better person because it's changed the way, like, I approach problems. It's changed the way that I, like try to always find solutions and like make things better like it's made me so much more creative it's made me so much more like thoughtful it's expanded my mind in ways that like I mean maybe if I was doing another job like it still would have happened like of course there's a million different ways your your mind can be challenged and you can and you can expand your thinking but for me like having a business and like having to figure stuff out and like do things for myself that has really I feel like just enhanced like me so much and that's an answer that like I didn't give but I kind of wish that I had um because like yeah entrepreneurship and just the state of mind you're in as an entrepreneur truly has like made me better that's why I feel emotional about it sometimes but um yeah so that is my fourth um conviction that I have is entrepreneurship is a state of mind and caveat you don't have to be a business owner to have it um okay so the next one that I wrote down number five we can always choose to see the good this is something that I remind myself a lot because as much as like I might seem like a really positive person and I like I do consider myself to be I get down all the time same as you I start to feel sorry for myself and woe is me all the time same as you um or maybe not but like I think we all get down a lot of times and um I just I have to remind myself that you can always see the good or the bad in literally any situation. Sometimes the good might be like jumping out at you. Sometimes the bad might be jumping out at you. But if you use a little bit of discretion and you kind of look at things from a different angle, you can always find the good in things. And I was actually sitting on my patio last night. And as I mentioned, I'm, I'm moving out. I'm here for about 10 more days. And... I was just, I was looking out. I have one of the the reasons that I stayed here so long is I love my patio. I, I don't even use it. Like I use it so rarely. It kind of, it makes me sad now, like how I haven't used it as much as I feel that I should have. But um, anyway, so, and I was just like sitting out there and sitting on my chair and a lot of really bad things have happened at my apartment like just like stuff has happened with um different people living in the building like different things outside of it there's been times when I felt unsafe there's been times when I felt like the living conditions were just like not up to standard but like 
I looked back in my apartment and just at the couch and around and I was like, man, I have had some freaking great times in here. I've sat on that couch and had a ball with this person. I had my, I hosted my Halloween party here last year and it was like such a cool feeling for me to have like my apartment full of friends, new friends that I had made in this city that I've moved to like by myself and like made my own little life here. I've spent hours and hours practicing for stuff that like has led to really great opportunities. I took a live audition in here. Like I, my parents came and visited me here and sat here with me. My friend showed up and surprised me. Like, man, it's been a blast. Like, yeah, a lot of it sucked, but dang it, it's been a freaking blast. And that's why I feel honestly like a little emotional about, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, not me crying about my horrible <laughs> apartment. <laughs> on my podcast, but that's why I feel like, um, yeah, still a little emotional about it because I like choose to see all of the great things that have happened at this apartment. And even up until like I decided like a month ago, it's time for me to go. I still chose to see like all the good. And that's why I stayed so long. And that might be like kind of a cheesy example, but to me, like with anything in your life, you always get a choice. You always get a choice to see the things that are like sucky about it, the things that are annoying about it, the things that you hate, or you get to find the things that are fun and cool and interesting and you can put your energy and attention on those things. It's up to you. Okay, but that's my fifth thing. We can always choose to see the good. Okay, um, I'm sorry if these all sound cliche, but you know, this is me. I'm a little cliche. You get what you get. Um, all right, next one. Every day is an opportunity to have the best day of your life. I believe that. I believe you can wake up in the morning and you can say, you know what? Today is possibly the greatest day of my life. Um, I had a friend in my undergrad. He was one of my best friends, actually. And I just remember every morning I would see him and I would be like, a lot of times in my undergrad, I would be annoyed because like I had just had an hour commute to school from Grafton, Ohio, or I would have, you know, whatever had gone wrong or like this guy had done this or like this person had said that and I would come to him and I just always remember him saying, Sarah, today's going to be an amazing day. And I used to annoy me because <laughs> he usually said it when like today did not feel like an amazing day. But now I'm really grateful for that. And now I think about that. I think about how like, yeah, today can be like freaking awesome. It doesn't matter how mundane it is. If you look for like the good in the day and the great things are happening, today is an opportunity to have the best day of your life. And that, my friends, is number six. Um, is it? Wait, was it six? Yes. Okay. Um, numero siete. I'm learning Spanish. Um, okay. Giving. So this one I actually stole from John Maxwell, but I don't think he minds. Um, giving is the highest level of living. I love this. I have found that like every time in my life when I have gotten a little bit off course, um, this or that happens, it always sets me back on track 
to stop thinking about myself and start thinking, how can I give and contribute to others? Because when you're thinking that way, your problems just kind of melt away because you're focused on like how you can do things for other people. And this is, and I truly do believe like it is the highest level of living. Like the times I have been the happiest in my life, the times when I have felt like the most fulfilled and the most joy have been when I am like creating positive, when I'm contributing positively to and for others and not spending so much time thinking about myself. Um, so yes, that is one that really resonates with me. Giving is the highest level of living. The last one, and I'm sorry if this goes too manifesting on you, but I'm a manifester, take it or leave it, friends. The last one is, if you believe you have it, you have it. I really, you know, you could, there's another quote that I really like. I think it's by Henry Ford. Um, how does it go? Uh, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. But I just really believe in the power of a positive mindset. I believe in the power of believing you can change things. I believe in the power of like believing that you have something before you have it and that allowing it to come into fruition. I, I don't think manifesting is like, obviously it's become like a more um, like popular thing in the last couple of years, but I consider myself to be, you know, like I said, like I believe in God. I, I was, I grew up that way and I, I don't think believing in that is in contradiction to to any of those beliefs in any way. I think that manifesting is like a very spiritual thing to do. I believe it's the concept of like believing that something that a higher power can take care of something for you and that you have to keep yourself in a state of mind where you believe that you can have that thing. And I've just, I found this to be true in my own life. And it's hard to question something when it's proved yourself, when it's proved itself to be true in your life time and time again. So that is my last thing. If you believe you have it, you have it. Okay, so I gave you eight. Um, again, these are just kind of like Sarah's raw thoughts. I hope you dug them. I hope some of them resonated with you. I hope that you sit down and figure out what your convictions are because it's a really like beautiful, freeing practice that I really enjoyed. Okay, and it's only been 42 minutes. Can you believe it? Can you believe I didn't ramble on for an hour and 10 minutes like I usually do? I can because I'm looking at the timer right now, baby. Okay, outro, um, hot tip. So this is like really basic and I'm just like, I'm gonna say it, I'm not that good at skincare. Like I went and saw my um, esthetician, is that, yeah? My, she does my eyebrows and my eye, or my eyelashes, my eyebrows. Well, it's like, there's a mom and a daughter, Omega Beauty in Cincinnati. Shout out if you haven't heard or been there, they're the best. But um, last time I went in there, I was just like, please, I'm not good with like a lot of details with skincare. Just give me the basics. Just tell me like four things I need to do. And like, I'll, st I think I can stick to them. And um, one thing that they told me was vitamin C serum. And I know people know this. I know you've probably heard it a Brazilian times and you're like, 
Sarah, we've known this for 10 years, darling. Well, I'm sorry, but I didn't. So vitamin C serum, I've been using it like the past week and I just, I really do notice a different, a difference in my skin and like the texture and the look of it. Dare I say I'm glowing? Um, so yeah, vitamin C serum, if you don't have one, like obviously there's varied costs, like some of them you'll pay 200 bucks for. Mine was, I don't know, like somewhere in the middle, like 40 bucks or something, 50 bucks, six, okay, it was 60 bucks. It was 60 bucks. Sue me. They sold me on it. It's gonna last me a long time. Whatever. I did it. Um, but anyway, vitamin C serum, I think especially for these cold winter months coming up, like we have to get really nourishing, hydrating products into our skin. So vitamin C serum, if you can only afford like a couple different, um, a couple different things, like I think this is a great one to have. Okay, that's it. We did it. I had a blast. It was great to be back in here in my studio, aka my desk. Um, I loved hanging out with you. I hope you got something out of this. If you did, um, I would love if you'd let me know. I freaking love feedback. Um, if you think that somebody else might get something out of this, why don't you share it with them? And if you haven't left me five stars yet, what you doing? What are you waiting for? It takes one second. You could just make my day in one second. So pretty, pretty, please leave me a review if you don't mind. Okay. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>